Ready? Yep, there's a lot of characters, and I probably only remember half the names, but we'll just do it. Welcome back to Monging Your Ears. My name is Corey. Helen is with me. Heyo! We are pulling on Audible. Uh, April is not able to join us this episode, so we are just going to do a, a big ol' spoiler cast of Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba. For this episode and next episode, we will be covering Buga and St. Youngman. Uh, very... Wait, no, aren't we doing Enclosed Called Fat next time? Oh, right. Enclosed Called Fat and St. Youngman. Buga is going to happening. happen at some point, but... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, next time. In Close Call Fight, St. Young Men. Um, and then Google happens sometime after that. It'll be very pressing. But anyway, uh, we are going to talk about the recently finished manga, Demon Slayer. Um, we talked about this back in episode 38, alongside Prince in his dark days. Uh, but now we are going to about X in full. Um, so, last we talked about this, I had read about 15 or so, maybe even like... 10 or 12 chapters of it, and uh, I wasn't too into it, but, like, basically immediately after that point, uh, Demon Slayer just, like, picked the hell up and never <laughs> slowed down, and I fell in love with it. Uh, I think you were further than me at that point, though. I think so, and you're right, the pacing of the manga is really fast. Like, especially when you compare scenes from the anime to the manga, the manga just zips through everything while the anime just sort of draws out the moments a little longer. <laughs> Uh, but of course, it's because of that anime that the series got so popular, since it had a relatively late boost to its popularity. So I've seen the people saying, why is the manga quitting when they're on top? And it's like, no, this is just a very strange <laughs> occurrence where the anime started right as the series was about to enter its final and ungodly long last arc. Yeah, and that's gosh. when everyone discovered, oh, this is fun shit. Yeah, um... And, like, it it had a bit of a, I wouldn't say trouble, but, like, uh, it got a few roadblocks in its publication history in the, in the U.S. I believe it was one of the Jumpstart series that we got three chapters and then it didn't get picked up, so we got zero after that until it actually got picked up in full. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, at which point, uh, nobody wanted it until the anime came out. And while Viz has been simulpubbing it since, ah, for over a year... They did not quite manage to fill in the gap completely before the final chapter came out. Like, they did it within a week, but there was still, like, a 15-chapter gap, so I was just like, screw it, we are finding the fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, procrastinated a little longer, so, like, the day that I was going to start reading scans was the day that they put it all up. Um, but, uh, yeah, what, did, what, what were your, like, general thoughts about this final arc of Demon Slayer? It was, like, the last... Uh, 70 of the so manga. <laughs> yeah. The manga is like only a hair over 200 chapters long, and this last arc was like 100 chapters. So we'd already spent a couple of shorter arcs where inevitably Tanjiro and his close gang of fellow demon slayers plus Nezuko um, would team up with a pillar and they would face down one of the uh, upper moon demons and some of the strongest of the strong they'd face down like one or two and then usually somebody died in the process 
like that went on for a couple and then the story was just like okay we're gonna put everybody in one place <laughs> and we're just going to have an extremely long arc where we are going to go kill off everybody because <laughs> i remember when i started the final arc um Muzin has finally come out, you know, he's kind of pinned down, and I'm like, oh, I know this attempt isn't going to actually kill him, because there's still 100 chapters left in his story, and then I was, I got through like 20 or 30 chapters, and I was like, oh no, this is going to be it, this is going to be a long-ass <laughs> final arc. Like I said, it's a good thing that the manga moves so quickly, but even then, it was starting to drag, like, I can't imagine having read this week to week, it was much better just to binge it in, in a couple of long goes so that I wasn't having trying to remember who was fighting who, yada yada yada. I, I'm really curious why the manga decided to just make one long final arc, but I have to admit, they did end it. They did not have like a surprise villain behind the villain. Like, I'm sorry, but years of Naruto and Bleach just sort of <laughs> make me a little jumpy about this now. It was like, good, we've ended it. Finn. Yeah. The, the setup of seeing uh, Muzan, like, very, very early on, like, around the teens chapters or 20s of chapters, and then having him established as this extreme villain and finally having fought and defeated him at the end of the manga, like, that was incredibly satisfying. Like, you, you set something up, and then you uh, build to that point, and then you just gang it. Like, that's what I like of, of, about things in general. Yeah, as we're recording this, The Promised Neverland hasn't ended yet, and it feels like it's going to end, but there's like one or two things which make me go, are they going to pull a fast one on us? Is there going to be another arc? Are we going to find out about like some new villains? I'm just like very like anxious, but also like pointing a knife at like Weekly Shonen Jumping, like don't do this, don't do this. <laughs> that is my current move towards it right now, so I'm so glad that once I was able to get back into Ninjing Demon Slayer, it was like, it is going to end. It was great. Yeah. Although the, the epilogue chapter was like weirdly superfluous, like, yeah, that, that, that was just strange. I'm gonna forget about that. Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought that was very weird, and uh, I will probably also forget about it. Like, I've already forgotten most of uh, the characters, quote, quote characters. They were around for chapters, so I don't know if they're like really characters or they're just set pieces in this thing that she was ending or they were ending. Um, but like, I didn't need that really. Maybe some people wanted, but I don't know. Calm Inosuke is just gonna haunt me to the end of my days. Yeah. And even the um, the moments when Tanjiro like defeated Muzan, and then you see Tanjiro become the demon, like I didn't even know if I really. I'm not really convinced that I liked that moment. I don't know. I feel like it felt like the the creator wasn't entirely sure if they wanted to keep going or something like that. I mean, it would have been a hell of a twist if they were like, we killed the villain, and then the villain made the main character an even stronger villain. Like, <laughs> A, it would have been a hell of a twist, but B, I don't want that twist. So. Yeah, especially, like, uh, Nezuko at this point had gotten a cure to Scott, become, Scott being a demon and turned back to a human. So, like, I want them to have this happy ending. I don't want, I don't want Nezuko to, like, become the demon slayer to kill Tanjiro. <laughs> Yeah, and the final fight just gets into one of those real knockdown moments. You know, it's like when you're playing a video game and you're just totally at an MP, so you, you can't even cast spells anymore. You're just, like, whacking the villain with, like, whatever stick you've got on hand. That's basically what it was. Like, we had Tamayo, the pharmacist, who was like, yeah, I didn't expect this, but actually 
this poison would actually work on you. So I mixed together four different poisons, <laughs> <laughs> all with different rates of like usefulness. Yeah. And then we have all these other characters who are like, okay, I can't die yet because that's going to make it harder for everybody else, which might just be like the most Japanese character reaction ever in a manga. <laughs> Yeah. I was definitely pretty sad about the huge body count by the end of it. Like, series also pulled no punches there. Oh, yeah. Like, like everybody dead, basically. <laughs> like, I spoiled myself looking at a colored image, and I went, oh, my God, that is that is everybody. <laughs> oh, God. It's like those, uh, what is it, Helsing or Berserk or something, where they seem to just start with a black page, and then they fill in the white parts. Um, but, yeah, let's... Uh, I jumped to the ending, because that ending was really confusing to me, but let's uh, go back a little bit to uh, how this all started, um, or at least how this part started. This is like the last 70 chapters or so, as you said, and uh, at this point, they had capped, not captured, but like trapped Muzan into this thing where all the Hashiga were going to show up and fight him and hopefully beat him. Uh, that did not happen, and they ended up in the, uh, what was it, like, upper fourths, uh, weird alternate dimension thingy. Yeah, it's the weird puzzle castle thing that we've seen a couple of times before. Yeah, because mm. blowing Muzan up was not enough to kill him. Like, stabbing him with multiple poisons at once was also not enough to kill him. <laughs> so it's like, well, yeah. we need to get a bunch of swords. The only thing is uh, repeated attacks to the point that he no longer has like the energy to regenerate because, uh, I guess, demons have a seemingly infinite source of energy inside of their own bodies, but they do not have a literal infinite source, so they will die eventually from repeated regeneration, but it will just take a very, very long time, especially in the case of Muzan, the most powerful friend in the world. I, I did find the reveal that he has like multiple brains and hearts to be just kind of hilarious, especially since one of the defining factors of the demons in this world is that if you cut off their heads, they die. And we actually see several characters who, before they joined the Demon Slayers, had managed to kill several demons by, like, coming close to beheading them or just tying them up and exposing them to sunlight. And so it always felt like a bit of a cop-out that some of the more powerful demons are like, you cut my head off, but I'm not dead. I can just reattach it. <laughs> so I like that for Muzan, at least we have an explanation of, oh, it didn't work because he's got more than one brain. That's just how it goes for him. Yeah. Like, how did he get poison? I kind of wanted to know that, but I also don't want to know that because, like, it's a weird enough thing that I just uh, went with it. But after the fact, I'm like, mm, why does he have four brains? I just assumed he ate people. I mean, that could be. I mean, that's probably not it. I was just like, well, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for as long as that final arc was, the series had actually done a good bit of character development before that part, especially with the Haishiras slash Pillars in the very weird instance of the fan translation using a translated term of, of a word that the official translations left untranslated. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was funny since I ended up liking almost all the characters more than I expected. Like, we have the girl who's the love pillar, at first I was like, oh, of course, you know, it's like the big booby girl with pink hair and all that. But her character just turned out to be really endearing, actually. Mm -hmm. Where she's a bit like Tandra, she's just sort of ignorant at how strong she is. And she's just like, you know, like, oh my god, this is so hard. Oh crap, somebody back me up. <laughs> um, or, or there was like the monk, um, you know, he's regretting his past choices. And then there's the wind guy, and he was like, yeah, after my mom became a demon, I just sort of traveled around the country with a shit ton of swords, and I would stab demons until they couldn't move, and then I'd tie them to a tree and wait for dawn. And I was like, <laughs> you know, I've been wondering 
you know, how demons had, like, entirely taken over the country by this point. But the fact that there were apparently some people out there who just sort of figured it out on their own without being a part of the Demon Slayers, I'm like, okay, that that works for me then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, the sheer practicality of it, because, yeah, if you're going to go kill a demon, like, multiple swords, definitely a must. Oh, and one of the guys had a gun at one point, like, he, like, on his sword, like, we forged into a gun. And I was like, okay, I guess it's the Taisho era. I guess we're trying out guns now. Guns, not as a time. Uh, the, the gun guy was hilarious. Uh, I did like how they, like, um, expounded upon these, uh, other characters, not just the, the Hashiga, but there were a couple other people around while they were fighting these upper-level demons and the labyrinthian weird thingy. Um, and each of them, like, as you said, you became more endeared to them throughout this process. Like, the, the love Hashira and the snake Hashira, I believe, were in love with each other or something. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, uh, like, ne- neither of them feel like they could, uh, or they were worthy of being loved, but, like, through this fight, they realize that people are worthy of being loved. It's very nice and heartwarming. Um, but, like, what I really like about Demon Slayer is that these, the demons themselves get their own moments. Like, it's not uh, One Piece flashback moments, but it's, like, <laughs> a half of chapter moments where they, or maybe, like, a chapter and a half moments where they're allowed this uh, introspection to how they got to this point, and really the root of uh, all of their evil is Muzan just corrupting, corrupting them. And I really liked that uh, that they were they were tying the whole story around Muzan being not just the uh, evil person that they have to defeat because he is creating all these demons and killing all these people, but also he is this evil person not just to the demon slayers, but to the demons themselves. Yeah, he's just an evil dude. Yeah. Like, it, it's a pretty classic move, you know. Humanize the villains, you know, to make their deaths seem more tragic. But, um, as, as the story explains, and mostly does pretty early on, the process of being transformed into a demon does seem to mostly wipe out your memories of your past life. So almost all of these characters had woken up as blank slates, so a lot of them didn't even realize, oh, like, my mother turned into a demon, and I was so heartbroken after that. That's why I went on a rampage and, like, murdered folks and then got turned into a demon and and yeah so that actually made a lot of the scenes really heartbreaking especially since contrary to one person's belief um they actually establish that yes heaven and hell exist and so there's multiple scenes where the the demon has been killed and they're repenting but yet when their loved ones shows up and is like oh it's okay i will accompany you down to hell and i was like oh man just <laughs> my heart i'm like i have not felt that sad about someone getting sent to hell since death parade <laughs> true true yeah i guess you might be able to argue in some ways that muzan was never as well developed as like every other villain in the series but i don't know if there's much you could have done at that point it was kind of like he was sickly he thought a doctor wasn't treating him he killed the doctor, and then, oh shit, it turns out the doctor was actually doing something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, turning him to a demon thingy. By accident, that was not the intended effect. <laughs> it was making him healthier in the doctor's defense. True, he did live for a long time after that. The doctor probably would have been able to reverse it if Muzan, you know, had, like, I don't know, whatever he did, cut his head off, probably. He had a, the preferred m- method of killing in Demon Slayer. Yeah. yeah but this so, is... yeah, I know there's a lot of fights in here that are going to look really cool once everything's been animated, although I don't know how quickly that will happen since we know that ufo table is going to be adapting the next arc after the anime left off otherwise known as the train arc mm-hmm. into a movie and i'm not quite sure how they would adapt the rest of this i feel like you could do one season that was the um like pleasure district and the sword village and then you would need like an entire arc 
an entire season for like that final arc. Just, I don't know. I feel like I would turn a lot of people off. It's like, it's not even a tournament. It's just like a whole bunch of people in different parts of the building just killing demons. Yeah. Yeah. Like if they split that up, it would feel really, really jarring. Like I was reading it. You're, you're able to split it up a little, uh, just like, personally because a fight ends and then you're allowed then like at least in my brain i was allowed to set it down and go to sleep <laughs> and then like i eventually realized at one point i started uh like 40 chapters left or something that there's just no good stopping point from then on <laughs> so i stayed up really late and read the rest which was regrettable yeah, I think I did something similar <laughs> yeah uh a regrettable decision for the next morning but like at that point you just you're so engrossed in the story and uh, there's just so much action going on and um Crap, I don't remember uh, their name, but uh, whoever the mangaka is, they are able to create like such beautiful action with, and uh, it, it looks so in motion for manga. Like the choreography of this was incredible. Um, so I can't take my eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and part of the reason I'm a little concerned about how future anime seasons would adapt all this is because, like I said earlier, the anime actually slows everything down since that first season of like. 24, 26 episodes only covered like maybe four volumes of the manga. And folks who are familiar with Weekly Shonen Jump series know that those series move fast. So that's not a lot of material. Mm-hmm. I remember in the anime, like the really big fight scene that everyone remembers is Tanjiro figuring out how to unlock like some of his like fire abilities. And mm-hmm. there's this really drawn out scene where he's remembering these dances he learned from his father. And then some people are complaining that Nezuko has a similar moment, but it's like 30 seconds of her having a dream and her mom's like wake up you need to help your brother and i when i was reading the manga i was like these scenes are the exact same length in the manga actually <laughs> that's all the anime the anime was the one who was like nezuko's fire blood powers are not as important and yes we can say it now nezuko definitely got the short end of the stick here just never got to be as cool as she deserved to be yeah because like she had like the best demon power she could like stand in the sunlight like her blood like could set things on fire and also purify shit at the same time she was just like real good yeah she's not dead i just miss her <laughs> yeah no more manga to uh rig her fighting uh fighting thing mm-hmm. uh Koyohara... Gokoge is the manga name. Good, because I have totally forgotten it this entire time as well. I was like, I cannot remember how to put these syllables together. Yes. It's crocodile wearing glasses, mangaka. <laughs> I looked it up, so. Yeah, like many Shonen Jump series, this series definitely suffers from not enough female characters, just arbitrarily has a ton of dudes, and there's never any overt sexism. But, like, of the two female pillars, like, one of them is literally the love pillar since mm-hmm. apparently it doesn't matter you just need pillars it doesn't matter what their powers are and the other one shinobu is the only one who actually can't decapitate somebody so she's got really cool poison and it's like individually yeah that's cool but when you realize like oh a girl's the only one who can't decapitate somebody and that's not that easy to start with like spines are hard it's like, uh... yeah and the uh i believe that she was like the what was it poison hashira was that a thing exactly Inside Kashiro, that's right. Um, yeah, and but, whenever we see, like, all the grunts in the background, basically, like, all of the other demon slayers who don't wear cool clothes to distinguish them as a main character, like, they always seem to be guys. Like, I did not see too many girls in there. And I actually did like the background characters a lot. Like, during the arc where they're like, okay, we know Muzan's coming, so we're going to have a giant training arc for everybody. It was kind of funny to hear them just complaining in the background, like, oh, man, I'm almost dead. Yeah, that one nearly got me. This training sucks. Like, mm-hmm. I just... 
thought that was actually very funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, there are a lot of good moments in comedy. In the, uh, yeah, where they're like, oh, this mystical sign has appeared, and this will grant you greater strength, but we can't quite figure out how it works, so we're just going to make everybody train really hard <laughs> and get really sweaty, and we think that's how it works. Yeah. To be fair, that was how it worked, but... <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, they do, like, introduce a couple random things, like the, the marking that appears on them that makes them stronger, I guess, but also then they die before they're 25, usually. Um, I guess their fighting moves on, and they all expect to die in this fight, and, in fact, a lot of them do die in that fight. Most of them, in fact. Um, but, like, that seemed to be a thing that didn't really need to happen. Um, like, you're already fighting against the strongest person ever. I don't know if you need to raise the stakes even more by saying they will die soon. I guess it was only because, like, even when the characters were fighting against some Luzon's underlings, it was clear just how outclassed they were. Like, every single time they'd come away from one of those, it's, like, by the skin of their teeth. Mm. So I wonder if Gotoge, like, introduced that to make it more believable. But then they all said the thing later with, oh, red-colored swords seem to kill demons easier. And by the end, they're like, we figured it out. If you just hit the swords against each other and make them really hot, it turns red. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's just hot swords that cut demons better. So that was the impression I got. And it was like, in the moment, I can also, like, appreciate the characters just being like, we have no other options, we are trying whatever we can think of. <laughs> this guy won't fucking die, guys. Try anything you can. <laughs> I can appreciate that, but looking at it from a more critical storytelling standpoint, it's like, mmm, feels like a cop-out. Yeah, yeah. I did like how uh, they, even at the end, they didn't really kill Muzan. They were just, like, waiting for the sun to come up. And, yeah. <laughs> like they, and they're like, please God, don't let him be immune to sunlight yet, please God. <laughs> yeah, they poisoned him with those four different poisons. They uh, cut him up with a bunch of stuff that just uh, overtaxed his regeneration powers. They One of the poisons, of the poisons was, like, aging. aged him by, like, yeah. a thousand years. <laughs> so, like, it was just accumulation of things, and even then, it was just, like, stalling, stalling, stalling. Like, nobody died, please, because this is our <laughs> only chance. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then he, like, tries to roll into the shade, and everyone's like, no, get back out here. <laughs> yeah. It might sound a little weird that we keep laughing at this, but no, the series really does have a lot of odd humor in places. Again, that's one of those things that I find is usually harder to translate from a manga to an anime adaptation, just since it's harder to flip between comedy and tragedy at the drop of a hat. But it's in there, and I felt like the anime did do a pretty good job of capturing that um, in mm -hmm. its first season. Yeah. Also, I have to say that once you get through the arcs that are in the first season, and then the consecutive two arcs, the train arc and, like, the Pleasure District, there is a lot less um, um, Zenitsu and Inosuke, and I was kind of glad about it, because both of those boys just annoy the hell out of me. They're just too much screaming. I was kind of sad about them not being around anymore, but basically just because, like, I like, well... Uh, Inosuke, I was fine without. He, he yeah, I like Inosuke me. more than Zenitsu, and it was just like, there's too much screaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are very screamy boys. Mm -hmm. To be fair, one of them was raised by wild boars. Yeah. Zenitsu was not, however, so he has no excuse. He's just very whiny. You know, I always keep wondering, though, if Inosuke was raised by wild boars, and he's wearing a boar head, like, who of his friends did he kill for that? Like, Maybe it's like Cubone and Marowak. But that's also disturbing. We've established this. Well, yeah, but it's just a disturbing thing that happens. <laughs> and I keep thinking about, how, where did he learn how to do tax I mean, I'm like, you know, I'm not even going down that path. <laughs> uh, maybe he learned it from the uh, 
the guy from Gunkamoy. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have that guy permanent. I have that like the tag for that guy like permanently blocked on Twitter because that upset me so much. <laughs> no, because I went to like check my muted words after like um the last season of Shira came out because I was trying to avoid spoilers. And I was like Edo guy. I'm like, oh right, there's a reason I have that fucker muted. <laughs> You know, Skate is much, much better than him, though, at least. <laughs> yeah, agree. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk about anything else? I mean, there's a, there's a couple things that happen in the game. Like, the, tr- the train arc was very uh, tragic in general. I don't think we about that last time, just because that's the first time that we really see a character die uh, in the like current... I mean, besides Tanjiro's entire family, which was at the beginning, which was a tragedy, but uh, this, was a, <laughs> this was the person that we were also familiar with as the reader. In the flame Hashira, the guy in the train battle. Yeah, I found that whole arc kind of underwhelming. Like, there are good train anime. The name is Bakano. <laughs> but, uh, and also, I know a lot of people were real sad over this guy dying, and it's like, but we barely even knew the character since mm-hmm. he'd shown up like once or twice in the background, and then this was his big time to show up, and it's like, oh, oops, he did. Yeah, I mean, he, he seemed to be introduced just so uh, Gotoge could raise the stakes of the entire fight. Like, this was, I think it was a lower uh, lower ranked, uh, whatchamacallit, demon Lower thingy. moon. Yeah. And then I think, like, a higher ranked one, like, popped up at the end. Yeah, and, like, even then, it took everything that this flame Hashira had to kill the lower ranked one. I think that guy, Rengoku, is also a good example of how... Gotoke has accidentally designed, like, the most impossible to design wigs for characters. <laughs> like, his is actually okay, because he's got, like, darker hair at the tips, so and that would be easier to dye. But then you have people like Inosuke, and it's like, okay, so you've got a lighter base and a darker top. Okay, that's going to be complicated to dye. And then you look at, like, all the characters who have no bangs, so it's like, okay, you need, like, a lace front for those, so lace front and dip dyeing, and just like, oh my god, like, please stop. <laughs> You have problems. no idea what kind of power you you, you have. <laughs> well, maybe with a nose gate, we, we'll just see a lot of people wearing the pig masks, and like in these gays, a physical distancing, it'll be very safe. I've definitely seen people make that joke. Also, I imagine a lot of people probably cosplay you know, skate because they're probably all the cosplay boys who just want to show off their abs, whatever. Mm, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the designs in the show look. Um, well, the designs in the show look, and the designs in the manga also look really good. Um, I think that's definitely partially what made it catch fire yeah. among fans. And the uh, like when you when they use the the water powers or the lightning powers or whatever, those look very visually stunning, especially in the anime. Like they look great in the manga with all all the line work and stuff, but like in the anime, it takes it up. And- yeah, I remember when I first saw how they were gonna do Tanjiro's water powers and that like um, woodblock print. Um, effect they were using, and I was like, whoa, that's not what I expected, but that really, really works. That just looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Embracing that stylization is sometimes the best way to um, to capture motion and action and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a wild ride when I was reading it. I don't see myself really going back to reread it, but that's pretty typical for me. I just usually have so much, I don't do much rereads, and especially when they are like... I guess it's going to be like 20 volumes or so, all told. Yeah, like 20, 20 exactly, volume series. It's like I don't have much time to reread it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I just revisited, I just really revisited Naruto for the first time. Uh, and How I, much of it? Yeah, I read it for the first time. Or I read it for the first time because I watched the anime before. But when I watched the anime, that was in later high school or early college. So that's probably my turnaround time for Demon Slayer. Yeah, I remember when I was in high school, that was when Naruto and Bleach were the shit. And I think 
I caught up with both of them. I think I read 500 chapters of Naruto in one month and then 500 of Bleach in the next month to do it. <laughs> That's a lot of stuff. This was the days of one manga, so it was entirely possible to do this. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, that's how I read a lot of those, or caught up with a lot of those. I usually watch, or reg from the point where I was in the anime. Yeah, honestly, if this pandemic continues much longer, I am a little concerned about the future of this podcast, since I obviously cannot go and check out manga from the library now to do these uh, <laughs> podcasts. So it's like, uh-oh. Corey, I know you want to do a lot of stuff on Buddha, but I haven't read that in like 10 years, and yeah. I don't have access to it right now. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll have to start digging into the jump archives. Mm-hmm. Well, we've already that. done cross manage, so. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll have to figure out something else, like Dragon Ball. <laughs> well, we're probably going to do The Promised Neverland at some point. We're probably going to have a spoiler cast for that. True. I've not read that since January. Uh, I don't know if I'm like in the mental mindscape to read that at most times. Uh, yeah, I actually just caught it for the first time since January as well. Um, not much happened, honestly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> But yeah, not much happening is not an accusation you can level at Demon Slayer. Uh, for all that, it's 200 chapters, so it would take you at least two days to read it on the weekly Shun and Jump app because of its 100 chapter a day <laughs> limit. It is a good, solid Shonen series, I think. I am yep. a little surprised at just how popular it got. Like, I think it's already sold like 43 million copies this year or so in Japan. Yeah. I know Oricon just put out like their top 10 list for, I think, the halfway point of the year. I don't understand how it's sold so many copies, but now Gotoge can just, like, hopefully just roll around in a pile of money or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially with, like, these figures that are coming out. And the figures have that same anime stylization with some of them, I think. So. I mean, heck, I have seen, like, lice, officially licensed Demon Slayer toothbrushes now. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, wow, this is the equivalent of going to CVS and seeing a Captain America toothbrush, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I really like Demon Slayer as well. Um, I mean, I get why it's popular, just because it's this very good shonen thing, but it doesn't have the but same... so popular. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't have the same depth of, like, uh, Fullmetal Alchemist or One Piece or Naruto, even. Um, it seems to be kind of a lot of fighting, and, that, uh, like, that's okay. I like I would argue it has a much better plot than Naruto, though, simply because it, like, gets to the point. True. Here's the villain, we need to kill him, here's how we're going to kill him, it's just hard. True. Um, well, I am still finding out spoilers for Naruto years later, and I'm like, wait, that was the villain? Like, what do you <laughs> mean? Like, what do you mean there's fucking aliens in Naruto now? Oh, yeah, that's true. Apparently that's a thing in Boruto, and like, I, I stopped reading Boruto, so I have no idea. Apparently that was a thing in Naruto, I'm told, that, like, it was an alien who gave everybody the ninjutsu powers. Uh, I do not remember that, but I didn't read Shippuden, or I didn't read the Shippuden parts. Ruby Ruby explained it to me. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, I really like Demon Slayer. It was uh, good. Mm -hmm. I think we can give it as a pretty good recommendation for anyone who is into Shonen Jump style series anyway. Since let's be real, Shonen Jump is like more of a demographic, but in some ways it's also its own style. Yeah, agree. But anyway, did you have anything else? Did you want to talk about the pleasure district at all? Uh, I mean, it was kind of just as the other ones. Yeah, that that one just took too long, I felt like. Yeah. At that time, Kotoge did pull off a, oh, there was kind of another villain involved the whole time, and it's like, uh. Well, that doesn't <laughs> explain why we haven't been able to kill this one, but uh. True. There was a lot of it. There, I think there was two. Uh, there was actually a different villain in that arc. Yeah, and then there was something weird with the... I know it's a sword village arc, but I keep thinking that it's a hot springs arc. <laughs> I mean, it's both. I think there was something weird going on there as well. Just yeah, everything kind of blurs together, especially with how long that final arc was. Yeah, 
and that I rag from like the middle of the, or near the end of the Pleasure District Park, just straight through to the end in like three days. Were you okay, Corey? Uh, I mean, I was really tired. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Well, do you have anything else, or should we uh, shut it down? Uh, let's wrap this up and get back to probably honestly reading more manga on our own. Yeah. Well, where can we find you on the internet, Helen? Ah, you can find me reviewing a heck of a lot of manga these days and some light novels over at VOASG, and you can find me also talking on their podcast, um, where we, we just wrap up a lot of the past couple weeks of news. Spoilers, a lot of it has to do with the pandemic these days, <laughs> um, because we are recording this in 2020, the play here. I'm surprised not can, all of it had pandemic. Well, we like to find the weird news, or to be honest, I like to find the weird news and just put it in there. <laughs> Like, I was reminded of this moment the other day where somebody at the last Oticon accidentally airdropped something to trigger staff when they were doing a live draw. Like, that's the kind of weird news I like to put in the podcast every time. <laughs> uh, and you can also find me on Twitter, at Wandering Dreamer, where, honestly, it's a lot of shit posts. It's a lot of shit posts. And complaining about how often each week I hear the weed whacker outside of my apartment. It's astonishing. <laughs> They're doing the thing- construction next door for the entire last two weeks. So It's amazing the things you discover when you're working from home 40 hours a week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Impassionate K, and you can find this podcast on Twitter at Monging Your Ears, and you can find all of our episodes over at TaikuPodcast.com. It's T-A-I-I-K-U, and I've included a link in the Twitter. Thanks to you, Helen. Uh, yeah. That links directly to all of our episodes if you would prefer that and don't like sports, which is understandable. Yeah, just ignore the sports anime side of it, even though the sports anime is pretty cool, even if we sometimes talk about things that are neither sports or anime. <laughs> Not usually at the same time, but. I mean, I had a clueless episode one. I still need to see that movie. It's Dana's favorite movie. Yeah, I know. She, she's confused how I've never seen it. I mean, I've never seen it until she showed it to me. Honestly, until this year, I thought the clueless and clue were the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, folks, I think we're going to go wrap this up. So see you later. Yep. Kanashimini. <laughs>